Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. It is Thursday, the Thursday edition of the show is here. 6th and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Paul Kuharski alongside. I'm Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow in Nebraska. I saw a photo of Chad. Oh, it was actually a video, a grainy video of Chad Withrow horseback. This reminds me of Paul. Bareback? Uh, could not tell. No. I'm assuming Chad with bareback. Um, and Paul, it reminds me of you probably seven, eight years ago now that the video surfaced of you on horseback. Yeah, when I couldn't get the horse to go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Simon was riding <laughs> laps around me as a yes, little, little yes. kid. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I could not hear, a horseman. Uh, I could hear Chad in the video. I could not see him very well. I could tell it was him because his legs, it looks like he's riding like a mule or a donkey because his legs are nearly touching the ground. Small horse. Small, yeah. No pony. It didn't look like a pony. <laughs> anyway, uh, Withrow hopefully enjoying the, the family vacation trip out to Nebraska. Jam-packed show today. SEC Media Day is wrapping up today in Atlanta. And we're about to check in with Trey Wallace at the very latest. Uh, we'll tell you that we have a jam-packed show. Tennessee on full display there, and, man, they came rapid fire. Um, we don't have access to the studio to pre-record, so, Paul, we had to juggle some things. We didn't know if you were going to be taping these interviews or if I would be doing this based on the last hour and 15 minutes or so in real time. And uh, to Tennessee's credit, they brought everyone back to back to back and waited on... Uh, us to get these guys uh, on the show. Then they went about their radio row. There was really bad weather, and they were supposed to go earlier in the day, and they got there late. So we'll talk with Josh Heupel. So you won the up. jackpot, and uh, I well, you were here, sat here. You were here at uh, one o'clock as we were ready to tape because I thought Heupel was going to come much later, like up against the start of the show. Um, he was very good. We'll, we'll chat with uh, Heupel. That's coming up in about. Uh, two hours from now, um, yeah, right at the top of hour number three. Quarterback Hendon Hooker uh, will be on the show today in an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, solid chat with him uh, and his time with us on Radio Row. Billy Lucci is the owner of TexAgs.com. And because Texas A&M was, was the team that was on Radio Row today, uh, he stopped by and joined us to give his thoughts on the, the pressure going into year uh, a year off of uh, a disappointing year, quite frankly, uh, for the Aggies um, and expectations for this year based on a lot of hype about the recruiting class and also new quarterbacks. And I'll ask him uh, about which quarterback is going to win that job. Um, so that will be in uh, our number two and throughout tons of news, notes and headlines, plenty in the NFL uh, where the Arizona Cardinals dished out some money today to their quarterback. You surprised? Well, I, I mean, I think they were headed that direction. I'm surprised because I, I don't think he's proven that he's franchise quarterback yet. And I 
I'd rather wait, be convinced he's a franchise quarterback and shell out even more money. Once I'm convinced he's a, a, a franchise quarterback, then I'll pay what's necessary to, to make him so. But when there's doubt, and I was just on Dan Dockich's local show with him, I said, if there's doubt, that, and I think if, if you've got Kime and Kingsbury yeah. with truth serum in a quiet room, they would admit they've got doubt. And if you've got doubt, then th- this is what I call a hopeful contract. And I can't sign a quarterback to this many millions of dollars in a contract that's based as much as this one is on hope. So he, he has a contract five years, $230 million. That's the extension, $160 million guaranteed. Average annual value will put him at number two on the list in the league currently. Kyler Murray getting the extension. More on that coming up. Right now, we go to Atlanta. Trey Wallace covering the SEC along with Glenn Gilbo for Outkick.com. Trey's been great joining us at the start of each show this week as we get the news notes and headlines from the early portion of the day there at the College Football Hall of Fame. Trey, hope you're doing well. And Tennessee is uh, making the rounds, and may- maybe they've, they've wrapped up by now uh, as the, the swarm hit Radio Row and beyond. The swarm hit, guys. Um, no, it's 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 coming to an end. It's like you sit up here in that perch, and, and you guys know this. It's like, who's the last guy that's going to sit down there in the media ballroom and wait uh, and act like they're working, <laughs> you know, or somebody will pick them up on TV. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's coming to an end. Um, interesting day today, uh, starting off with Brian Harson, um, you yeah. know, rolling into to Josh Heupel. I know we'll get to that and then ending it with, with Jimbo Fisher. So it's, um, it's coming to an end. A couple of news and notes from the Tennessee interview with Heupel as well. Um, let, give us the, uh, the, the headlines of what Heupel hit with the, the big group of media that gathers in the ballroom behind you. You know, he just hit, look, he hit on NIL. He hit on, you know, how the program is different now compared to where he was last year at this time. Completely agree. I mean, if you think about last year when he was in Birmingham, taking the stage for the first time as head coach of Tennessee, where that program was at, covered in controversy with an NCAA investigation, players that were not on the team, Jonathan. I mean, you remember. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was nuts how many players were in the portal. Them having to scour the portal to find players. It's just a different team now. He, he's 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 got more of a hold of things that are going on in Knoxville, and you could tell that he was comfortable up there on stage. I I give him credit. He didn't seem rushed. Uh, he 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 knew what he was talking about for from on every different thing. He didn't say, "Well, that's something I'm gonna have to learn down the road" or something along those lines. I think he was smart. Um, and when you look at, at what he is talking about, he he he's got leaders. He's got Hendon Hooker. He's got guys like Cedric Tillman. You've got guys like Jalen Hyatt. You know, and he talked a little bit about his defense, but, you know, I mean, you you look at what they lost from last year and what they have returning this year. I think they're in a nice spot, and I think he understands that. I think he thinks that offensively. So, uh, defensively, that they're going to get that figured out. What is uh, the, the linebacker? What's the yeah, eligibility for Brew McCoy like? What did he say? He is not eligible right now. Uh, and, and I, and according to a couple of people that I've spoken with, they've got to pass the sec. Now they're waiting for the folks in Indianapolis to approve it. Um, but that could come at any day. Um, it, it doesn't sound like Tennessee's worried about this, but as we speak, as of right now at three Oh seven on a Thursday afternoon, uh, he is not eligible at Tennessee, but they expect him to be. 
Brian Harson so kind, yeah. kind of I'm came sorry. out swinging uh, in terms of addressing what went on in the early off season. Paul, I mean he he wasn't look he wasn't going to take questions. Like he just came out and just talked about it. He was you know and. I could tell what he was thinking. Okay, well, they're going to ask me 10 questions about this. Let me just come out and say that pretty much the whole thing was a farce, uh, that he didn't appreciate it. The whole inquiry was just rough on him and his family. And if you want to know anything else about it, you can Google it because there's been enough stuff written about it. And I was like, I'm sitting there like, okay, this guy went straight to the point. Good for him. So uh, I, I, I thought it was very smart of Harson to go ahead and knock that out now, because that is a topic of conversation, guys. Is he going to be back after this season? No. That I I agree with you, Jonathan, <laughs> because I don't think they win enough. I don't well, think they win enough for him to be even, back. And, I've, and, even and I think so they've laid the seeds, too. Yeah, even so. Like, I, I, I watched the and, – and reading through the transcript um, earlier today, it sounds like a coach who just said, you know what, the inquiry back in February, it, it, he's upset about it. But at this point, he's going to get his group ready for the season. He's going to give everything he has with the group that he has, which he claims the group is more cohesive internally and in that they came together <laughs> and they bond, they've bonded over this. Um, right. it, it, if that's true, then they, you know, they, they have a competitive football team. Uh, we already know he was looking into Oregon or he wanted the Ducks to look at him. So, yeah, I, I, I view it as even if they have a good season, he's gone because he's been disrespected up top. He's got a me mediocre quarterback, too, in Zach Calzada. And yeah. I know this is Calzada that beat Alabama last year, but that Texas A&M team was talented on that day. They caught Alabama. But they, you know, you got who you, who you going to roll with, T.J. Finley or Zach Calzada? So I just, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't think he's going to be back after next season because I think Auburn fans are already at that point. But, but, I, but I do give him credit, though, for coming out today and talking about it the way that he did in that, in that inquiry into him and how it just it put his family through hell and he's the coach at Auburn now. So I you know they, they could have had he look here's the bottom line. If they had 17.5 million dollars, Harson wouldn't be the head Harson wouldn't be the coach at Auburn right now. They didn't have 17.5 million dollars last year. So yeah that's why he's there. Kirby Smart does. He's got that money uh with the contract extension Oof. that Georgia has now handed out. And look no surprise here, right? With the money right, right. uh over a hundred million 10 year deal. Um, you, you get paid to win. And in fact, in this job, in this era, you get paid to just be average. Uh, James Franklin comes to mind at Penn State. So yep. if Penn State's dishing out the type of money they are to James Franklin, Kirby Smart goes and wins a national title at Georgia. You know, I'm asking more about, man, this this took a while. It's, it's July 21st, the day after he was at the podium. Uh, instead of the week before he took the podium when this was announced. That that was my only reaction to it because it was very expected. It was interesting. Here's the only reason why. Because they did it after he left Atlanta. It's kind of smart. It's like, okay, we, we, we took over media days one day. Let's put it out the next day while these mm -hmm. other coaches are up there. Let's put it out that we just signed our coach to a $100 million contract. It's pretty smart by Georgia. I give them credit. And it's much deserved for Kirby Smart because you're going to start seeing more and more of these contracts, and Georgia's just getting ahead of the game right now, and I, and I think that's good uh, for them, and it's, and it's deserved. Uh, the length the, – the, here's one thing that the listeners should always know. The length of these contracts doesn't mean anything. Kirby Smart could come out and have 
two straight five-win seasons, come out his third year and have seven wins, and they can decide to move on from him. So the length of the contract doesn't matter. I think the money and the guaranteed money does. So good for Kirby Smart, man. Coming off an national championship, we knew this would happen. Uh, we're seeing coaching contracts all across college football. I expect Tennessee to announce nothing anywhere near that now. Uh, but I expect Tennessee to announce some some new coaching contracts uh, in the next couple of weeks. So this is the time where coaches get paid. And uh, right before the season, we're rolling into it, guys. Jimbo Fisher gave a speech today as well as the head man of Texas A&M. Um, plenty of headlines there and all ears and attention towards Jimbo at the podium. What did you make of it? First of all, you got to... Somebody needs to slip Jimbo something and like slow him down before he gets on stage. Um, maybe, maybe let Jimbo have like a bourbon before he gets on stage because he is just rolling and talking so much. And we're sitting there and somebody asked him today. It was funny. Somebody asked him, so why do you talk so fast? And he said, well, I'm just trying to help you guys out. If I talk fast, it means I'm getting you guys out of here quicker. I'm like, okay. I didn't think about it like that. I appreciate it. Um, but Jimbo Fisher, I mean, um, he was not going to address uh, the arrest of Ronnie Lewis, the wide receiver. Um, wasn't going to do it. I didn't expect him to do it. They're still gathering information. Um, but talking about his football team and where they're going and how he's approached to NIL. And, you know, he, he said all the right things today. Jimbo's just a comfortable speaker, man. He can get up there and talk about his program. He can say what he needs to say, and, and he can prove a point and get that across to everybody. Um, I think this is a talented football team, but my, my biggest thing is, you know, he was asked about the quarterback situation. It's going to be Max Johnson, LSU transfer. It's going to be Haynes King, the kid that, you know, I, I bet Tennessee fans remember Haynes King, that name. Um, he was injured first game last year against Colorado. So, or second game, one of them. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where Jimbo goes with the quarterback situation, because to me, that's going to define what they do for the season. Um, so he, he didn't want to talk about it. I knew he wouldn't give it away, but there's going to be a stiff competition over the next, you know, four weeks as we get ready uh, for the season. And, and I look at it overall. I think Texas A&M good, Jonathan. I do. Are they good enough to be second in the West? I don't know, because I think Arkansas is good. I think that Ole Miss could be good. Um, it could be some sneaky teams this year. So we'll see. What, Jimbo said everything he was supposed to say. We'll see what his team backs it up in the early year. So we've heard for a couple of years about how great A&M is recruiting. So why is it outrageous to have an expectation of them to, to compete with Georgia and Alabama? I, I know they don't have a quarterback that's that caliber. So if they well, recruited. Well, King is supposed to be. All right, so if Haynes right. King's supposed to be that good, why is it horrific for me to ask if uh, – every time I ask – uh, should should they compete with Georgia and Alabama? I'm greeted with like, oh my God, how, how could you suggest such a thing? But every time they're brought up for conversation, they've recruited unbelievably well. They're the greatest recruiting machine we've ever seen in the history of mankind. So shouldn't they be contending? Yes, they should be contending. This year, they should be contending. Next year, they should be contending. We all saw the recruiting class that they pulled in. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, he's been there three years. That's okay. That's long enough now. It's time to start contending for the West. You've been there now. You've had a couple of recruiting classes. You've had some quarterbacks. You had some damn strong running backs and wide receivers. It's time to start. It's time to start getting up there and fighting to get to the to Atlanta every single year uh, in the West. And and we'll see if that happens. I mean, you know, look at the times that you know Kevin Sumlin took Alabama down to the wire or even beat Alabama 
um, down to the wire at Texas A&M. I want to see Jimbo Fisher have more sustained success in College Station and stop dropping games to Mississippi State after you're coming off a huge win over Kentucky or Alabama last season. Like that, that's what I want to see. And the biggest problem, Paul, is that Texas A&M has had a knack for losing games to teams they're not supposed to lose to. They can get rid of that. They can start competing on a national level and being those guys game in, game out, top five all year. Then we'll see them playing for a playoff spot. But until then, people are going to still question, is Texas A&M ready to compete with Alabama and Georgia? We'll discuss more of that with uh, Billy Lucci coming up in hour number two of today's show. Yeah. Trey, you and Glenn have provided great uh, content and work there, boots on the ground all week. Uh, I, I know that certainly continues tomorrow, but not in Atlanta. As things wrap up today, uh, we'll be visiting OutKick.com for the very latest, man. We appreciate you. Hey, guys, I had a great week. Thank you all so much. Hope everybody enjoyed it. OutKick 360, you guys did a hell of a job this week with all the guests. Y'all got a big show today. Uh, I've watched every day, and uh, y'all y'all continue doing great work, and we appreciate it, and uh, we'll keep you updated on everything going on in the conference. Y'all be well. Thanks for everything. Awesome. Thank you. Trey Wallace there. Follow him on Twitter at Trey Wallace underscore, and uh, visit OutKick.com for the very latest news, notes, and more from not just the coaches that we recap there with Trey, but uh, the players on hand today as well. We've got plenty of uh, SEC players. Tennessee's uh, quarterback, Hendon Hooker, is on today's show. Trey Flowers, defensive back, and wide receiver Cedric Tillman. Uh, quick chats with them throughout the afternoon. Head coach Josh Heupel on today's program as well. When we come back, though, we go from – I was going to mention, Paul, Texas A&M, they have – a stretch of games where we're going to know pretty soon into the season where they fit into the whole hierarchy because they have Miami followed by Arkansas, Mississippi state and Alabama. And it's that four pack of games uh, where we find out around the midway point of the season, if they're really contending for the top of the sec or if it's more of what we saw last year where they're battling for two, three, four, um, we will, certainly discuss that with Lucci, but I was going to tie in Miami because we've got a former hurricane about to join us. United States Congressman Burgess Owens, former Jet and Raider. He will be on today's program when we return. First, though, Aurora NutriScience, VitalLifeScience.com is the website, VIDALifeScience.com. It's where you can see more information. Our Outkick 360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount on these great supplements that Aurora su supplies you with for your workout, for your home, for your family. Uh, just use the code OUTKICK360 at checkout at vitalifescience.com. Typical, typical uh, pills, capsules, not well absorbed. Here's Aurora, unique, cutting-edge, nutritional, and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, and glutathione, but there are so many more to choose from. If you're a weekend warrior, if you take medication for high cholesterol, if you want the endless benefits from curcumin, they can help you there. VitaLifeScience.com for more info. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at Vita. That's V-I-D-A, LifeScience.com. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. 
It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. From 6th and Peabody in Nashville, glad you're with us across the OutKick network. With Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. More from the SEC coming up throughout today's show. Plenty of news notes and headlines in the NFL as well. You can follow us on social and on YouTube. Outkick 360 is where you can find the show, along with our great radio partners across the Outkick network. Pleased to be joined by a, a former All-American, first-round pick in 1973, a Miami Hurricane, a New York Jet, and a Raider, and now U.S. Congressman Burgess Owens is on the show. Congressman, thank you for the time. Thank you so much. Look forward to our conversation for sure. Yeah, you know, we have athletes former athletes on the show uh, a lot and we always discuss the the background of aspirations of making it to the highest level as an athlete while you were an athlete did you have aspirations of making it to capitol hill <laughs> uh no i never thought i'd ever be uh, in this position and just like i was in high school and college i never thought i was going to go into the pro it's, it's amazing uh doing the era that i was growing up and I hope we get a chance to talk about this because uh, during the 60s, education was really our, our gateway. It was not NFL. It was not uh, NBA. Uh, it was uh, uh, working hard to, to know how to compete and I was from a segregated community. So when I left, uh, uh, left high school to go to the University of Miami, it was all about uh, graduating biology. And thank goodness uh, someone saw talent in me to put me in the right position. And I was able to kind of uh, uh, go in a different pathway uh, through the NFL. But uh, sometimes we don't see that potential ourselves, but it's important that we have those around us who do see the great potential. How did you end up at Miami? <laughs> well, what happened, I, I, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, and my last year, senior year in high school was a terrible year. No one wanted to, 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 uh, to, to recruit me at the time. So uh, I just knew one thing. Uh, we got the 35 degrees one one winter day in Tallahassee. I knew I couldn't go any further south. <laughs> so I asked my uh, I asked my coach if he can send some film down to uh, Miami. He picked a film uh, my junior year. Now this is my end of my senior year. My junior year in which one of my best games I've played in my whole life. He sent that down to Miami. Uh, they thought that was the latest and greatest, and and, uh, and flew me down. And I signed that that uh, college uh, before anybody could figure out what was going on. I, I signed it on, and I, was, and I was ready to go. So that's how I got down there. And it was it was a really good time to be in Miami. It was before we became quote the U and winning a lot, but it taught me a lot because during those years we might have won three or four games a season. And you learn how to become optimistic and and look uh, uh, look at the game, look at your activities a lot lot more than just the score on the scoreboard. 
Are you pleased with where the Hurricanes are right now? It, it, it really looks like they're doing well. I, I don't keep up. I'm, okay. You know, what happened was, yeah, once I left, I just kind of, kind of uh, don't keep up as much. I hear they have some great potential coming in with a new coach. So I'm excited about that. And, and I'll say this, um, uh, being that I came through Miami when they were not winning a lot, I was so proud to see that the decades that they, they, they made their mark. And can now say uh, I'm a proud, proud to be part of the U for sure. Burgess Owens is a U.S. congressman. He joins us on Outkick 360. Paul briefly covered the Raiders uh, in the early to mid-90s. 95. And he, he has a, a great Al Davis <coughs> story, but I'm, I'm positive you have More. multiple Al Davis stories. <laughs> Which one comes to mind first when you're giving a speech or you're asked around a dinner table to give the best Al Davis story that you have? Yeah, you know what? Let me, uh, first of all, I'll say is the Al Davis culture – that was so absolutely uh, unique that everyone playing in that era wanted to end up at some point at the Raiders. Uh, and, and, and just got the, the Raiders in those days, um, it was a very different, it was a, a, a culture of the second chances, you know, guys who were too, too old, too, too, uh, too wild, too rank boxers, too dangerous for other teams were just right for the Raiders because they felt this was a place that they can have a second chance being a culture that all that matters was just winning. And during a day when when still people were still kind of looking at all the exterior, color, and all that kind of stuff, Al Davis could care less about your color, your religion, your size, as long as you brought value to the field. It's the old American way. And, and I'll say that I had a chance to experience true Americanism playing with the Raiders but during the 80s that uh, that we all can point to now. It's a place where no matter what your, what your past has been about, you have a chance to start all over again. Uh, and in my case, uh, Al had brought me into, uh, into the office when I first, when I first uh, drafted me or traded for me. And uh, he had a chance to – he went back on a play. This was my seventh year in the league. He went back to a play uh, in college, uh, a particular play, and, and pointed out to what it was. And I realized how – the guy was a genius. Uh, he saw stuff in people. He saw talent and potential. He just did not forget. And that's why he was able to to amass such great talent, particularly those kind of toward the end of their careers and many of us. And uh, when, by the time we got there, we were just, just proud to be part of that remarkable uh, team of uh, of winners, for sure. I may regret going here, but I wanted to ask you about your, your stance on transgender athletes who you uh, fear will destroy uh, sports. Uh, to, to use your words, I, I'm just curious if you know what percentage of women's sports are being uh, infiltrated, if you will, by transgender athletes. Well, I don't know which ones. I know right now we and we see in, in high school uh, track, we see now in college uh, 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 swimming. It, it doesn't matter really which uh, which sport, um, and it, it doesn't matter about feelings. It's all about fairness, and and I, I, I'll say this that I'm so thankful that I grew up in the era that I did, uh, where, where young men were taught you would never, ever be proud to compete and beat a woman. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it makes no sense to me. It's not fair. Uh, we need to have uh, ladies and, and have an opportunity to do exactly what the guys do. We go out there, we dream, we work hard, we sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, we pay the price so we can compete in a fair way for those who have the same opportunities we have. There's absolutely no way biologically that we should have women competing against biological men. And there's no way that men should feel okay about that. That's what gets me more than anything else. It's no shame. So it says a lot about how our country and our cultures change over the years. Uh, I'll kind of highlight what I was taught as a youngster in terms of um, how I one day look in the mirror and feel good about 
uh, my life and what my 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 decisions. And it all came down to a couple tenets. And that is, uh, you learn to love God, country, family, respect women and authority, and you respect women and authority uh, by understanding there's a difference. And in, 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 of course, I'm talking about particular women. Uh, I personally think once men understand that, they become the best of themselves uh, and they feel good about themselves. And it's uplifting. It's a very valuable process when you know that someone can look up to you to be a provider, a protector, a partner. And that's what men should be looking at. And everything that, that, that we're seeing now is a way of undermining our families. If you look at what it comes down to, you get, you get this, 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 com- this conversation of confusion. And the family unit will not survive in that process. These are all nice themes, sir. I just encourage you to look at the numbers because from what I found, 1% of female, quote, quote unquote, female athletes, 1% of them are transgender now, 32 people. So I, I just wonder what other <coughs> issues you're expending as much volume and time on 1% of the issues going on. I think there's an issue there. I just don't think it's as big as it's being made by by as many Republicans as it is for well, one for one percent. Unless and yeah, unless you're a young lady who's impacted by that one percent, unless you're a young lady who's lost a scholarship or lost a, a trophy or lost its self esteem or lost the opportunity to even hope and dream. No, we're talking about we're talking about fairness, and that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's one, two, three, ten, twenty. Fairness is fairness, and and it's not about feelings. Uh, as long as it's a, as long as it's a young man, period, a young man should be competing against young men. If, if they want to do something, matter of fact, you notice this: you don't see um, uh, women who are transitioned to men competing in 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 in, in a men's sport because there's a difference. And this is what we have to we have to be honest about this. And and I don't I don't know how to best explain fairness, but uh, you know, all of us who've ever been part of the sports know the difference. Uh, and so we just can't can't allow our society to accept that as normal. And I don't care, again, uh, whether it be 1%, 0.5%, these are women and girls who are also being cheated out of their opportunities to, to see their dreams come true. And that's not right. I just look forward to seeing the other issues where you dig to find the 1% who are being treated unfairly. I, I look forward to that. Well, I, I know that <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if it's 1%. It's going to grow. Once you, once you accept the concept that unfairness is okay, it will grow to 2%, 5%, it will continue to grow because at some point you have to draw a line in terms of uh, what is right. Uh, I don't think it's fair for me as a professional athlete uh, to compete against a 12-year-old in, in a sport. It doesn't matter if, it's, if, I'm, if I'm the only one competing against this 12-year-old, it's not a fair thing for the 12-year-old. Uh, so we have to look at this and this, look at the science, look at the biology, recognize there is a difference in men and women. And as long as a young boy a young man or, or old man is a man, uh, he should be competing against other men. And the same thing with, with young ladies. I agree. Burgess Owens, U.S. Congressman with us. While Paul's discussing fairness, is it fair that Brittany Griner sits in a prison and in Russia and we sit back and allow Russia to tell us that we're being disrespectful to them? <laughs> it is not. And, and sadly, this is where we are when we have weakness in, in administration. Uh, we should not be surprised that Russia would do something like this with, with a President Biden. Um, and we're surprised that we have other issues like this because we're not we're not the, the, the country now that is kind of unpredictable for our enemies. Uh, they know what to expect and they know they're going to see weakness and therefore they can get away with anything. And sadly, there's a young lady that's sitting in jail today and no one knows how long she'll be there. 
I mean, it's a sad state that we are, but this is the way it is now. When, uh, and I'll just say this about, I want to just dig into politics just for a quick second. What I hope everybody's seen this last couple of years is that politics is not a game. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we kind of put on our uniforms, put on our R plus or, or I or, or D, and, and whatever our team does, we're going to hang in there and fight for it because it's the way it is. Well, no, politics has consequences. Uh, and it has consequences, whether it be our freedom, whether it be our opportunities, our, 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 our way of life, uh, our children's future. All that has to do with the way we represent ourselves and the, and the values we stand for. Uh, so we have to make sure that, we, we, first of all, we cannot apologize for who we are as a nation. Uh, we need to then learn what we've done to become the greatest nation in the history of mankind and go back to teaching that and standing up for that. And that's where I come back to the family process. I grew up at a time uh, in, a, in a community, 1960s, segregated community, where because of the tenets my community believed in, because we were so competitive, we believed in faith, family, free market, and education, and we believed as Americans, whether we were assimilating or not, that if you want to get respect, you go out and you win through meritocracy. My community, I want you guys to keep this in mind, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, led our country to growth in the middle class. Men matriculated from college, men committed to marriage and percentage of entrepreneurs. 40% of business owners, because of the segregated community, equated to 50 to 60% of Black Americans across this country being middle class. And my family was one of those, my cousins, my relatives across the country. Now, we don't know that because we're not taught that. And it's sad that we have an education system that does not take the greatness of what our country is and then the mistakes that can be made if we don't keep up with that. My, com my community is not the same anymore because the family unit was destroyed. Men were not taught to love God, country, family, respect for women and authority. Women were given the opportunity to, to because of um, uh, the, the 60s uh, welfare program, it was shifted off to the government as being the, the, the provider. And we have a position right now in our community where 80% of our young kids are growing up with our fathers. That is the reason why we cannot allow us to slowly slip into a, a culture that's not ours. And if we, we don't keep that in mind, we're going to have misery down the, down the pike. We need to get back to, to the basics. We need to have the courage to stand up for what makes our country work. And that's the strong family unit where we, 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 we uh, um, respect manhood, respect womanhood. Together, they partner to make remarkable kids with, with a great future because they believe in themselves because they have parents who believe in them. We just passed the what 50th anniversary of Title IX last month, I believe. Um, you have, you're the father of five daughters, 12 granddaughters, I believe, of that. <laughs> That's right. So the That's right. Title IX plays a huge <laughs> factor in the Owens family. It, uh, it does. Um, and I, I'm blessed that my five kids, my five young ladies, did not have to go through what young girls are going through right now. Uh, my, 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 all my daughters were, were athletic. They were, they go out and compete. Uh, they knew what kind of, uh, what the parameters were to, to win and what they had to do to push themselves. And it was always based on fairness. So I, I can't say enough. I'm so proud of my, my girls. I'm so proud of my son. And, uh, and it was, and it was an era again that it wasn't quite as confusing as today. So I would say this for all parents that are listening. Let's not confuse our kids. Let's get back to basics. Uh, let's not feel guilty or maybe feel guilty because somebody thinks that uh, we should have our kids confused about what's right and what's wrong. Fairness is fairness. And, and we cannot say that enough. That's what our country is all about. And uh, and because we believe in that, that's why we, we we love the sports that you guys go to. When you look at the sports that you guys talk about, the reason why we love to watch it, because at the end of the day, you see the best of the best, and you think that on that field is being done in a fair way with people playing, playing the rules, 
uh, getting their rights, not not doing drugs, not doing uh, steroids. They're doing it fairly. And because of that, the end game is, is, is something we can respect and we get excited about. At least we hope, right? That that's that's the yeah. that's the goal <laughs> that's with all that. Uh, Congressman exactly. Burgess Owens has been our guest. Thank you for the time today, Congressman, and uh, we will uh, catch up down the road, I'm sure, and, and tell some more football discussion and stories. Paul, thank thank you, Jonathan Paul. Thank you, guys. All the best. Thank Have you a good for your one. time. Yes, thank you. There's uh, Congressman Burgess Owens on the show. Um, coming up, we dive into football. We'll talk NFL with the contract that's been divvied out for Kyler Murray. I, I, an interesting play here. He's getting paid. He's not getting the fully guaranteed money of Deshaun Watson. And while he's not... It didn't come up as an issue. Like It doesn't well, seem like they're complaining that it wasn't. Well, yeah, but, but I, I'm... Six months ago, I think how we were covering that whole saga is a lot different than today's announcement. That's, that's the only thing I'm pointing to. And with Watson getting the fully guarantee, Kyler Murray's not. And if he cashes in the way he thinks he's going to this year on the field, well, he's going to keep his head coach's job, but he's also going to, it would garner a massive extension, more than what we've seen, because he hasn't, to your point earlier, he didn't prove it in the playoffs. And then there's Arizona's side of things where, I mean, six months from now, we could be talking about a new GM and head coach for that organization. We'll contrast the two the two issues at hand and how they they're moving forward with their number one overall draft pick that was selected right down the street here on Broadway in the NFL draft that was held right here in town. We'll discuss Kyler Murray, then Billy Lucci, Hendon Hooker, and Josh Heupel, head coach of the Tennessee Vols, all on today's Outkick 360. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. What type of pressure is on Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M? We'll ask Billy Lucci that question coming up in 13 minutes. He'll lead off our hour number two here on OutKick 360 and across the OutKick network. He's with TexAgs.com, the owner of that massive site that uh, has been churning for years uh, all of the breaking news out of College Station. Um, Paul, you reminded me during the break that Major League Baseball is back. Uh, we're watching the Yankees and Nationals have a doubleheader today, I believe. Yep. Yanks down 2-1 in um, the eighth. It's an extremely short all-star break, if you really sit back and think of it. They, well, play, they play late Sunday yeah. afternoon. And, and if then you're on the road today, yeah. you've got to be somewhere, uh, you know, somewhere today. But if, if you're playing uh, an early game today, like the Yanks are, you've got to be somewhere last night. What do they get paid to be a part of the all-star game? I have no idea. That's a good question. Is it like I wonder because you don't have guys that back out at the same rate of the Pro Bowl? No, and, guys and who wanna, don't play go. I know. Like yeah. like uh, Garrett Cole pitched on Sunday for the Yanks, so he was out 
they they brought in a replacement for him, but he still but he's goes there. Yeah, and so I, nobody doesn't go. Yeah, I don't and, feel like. Um, and it, it, given the fact that you you have three days off. Yeah, that's a tribute to me to you know? the importance of the game still and to the honor and I guess, of the game. Um, Very few people don't go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it like Acuna. No, not Acuna. Um, there was a, a infielder. I'm trying to think of who it was. Altuve. That was hurt, I think, and he was replaced last minute, like last week, with uh, a, a, another guy. But you have the cash value. Other than that, yeah, we're about to get it. Um, so we've got a couple of games going on. There was a power outage in the the Miami Texas game, and that's been restored. Like there's some type of wherever master control is for their television broadcast, it just went completely dark, and so people were scrambling, going, "What's going on?" If you're watching in Texas, you're going, "What's going on in Miami?" You couldn't watch they had the that game. also. Yes, network. Uh, yes, network had problems and was out during the early game. Baseball players make as little as eighteen five to play in an All Star game, with some making as much as a hundred thousand dollars from All Star contract clause. Okay, so the NFL, you're getting about seventy five grand for the winning team, right? Now Soto, um, who was won the home run derby. Boris is his agent, you know, the most manipulative agent maybe in any sport. And very good at it. And he let it be known that Washington put him on a uh, commercial flight from Washington to Los Angeles. He got off this commercial flight, went to Dodger Stadium, won the home run derby. But he was not. Won a million. Now, how about this? An A's guy was, I believe, in Texas. They, if, I might have the wrong team, but I think the A's finished before the break in Texas. And, um, well, I, I'm confusing the story, but I think he was put on uh, the – he flew home with some other team. Maybe he flew home with the Dodgers. The Dodgers were – somewhere and he flew home with the Dodgers. He was on somebody else's charter game? plane to get where he needed to go. Because the team wouldn't fly which him out was there? cool. Yeah, he was an A and he was flown back with <laughs> with somebody. Well, which I mean, was a cool gesture by the team that flew him back. Kyler Murray uh, gets the the mega contract where he's not the number one paid quarterback in the league, but on annual value, he's close to 50 million, which puts him at number 2. And well, here are the here are the precise numbers that I found curious. Deshaun yep. Watson's contract with the Browns: five years, two thirty, fully guaranteed, forty six a year. Kyler Murray's five years, two thirty point five million, only one hundred sixty guaranteed, right? Forty six point one million a year. So the the total value half a million dollars more. And the annual average, $0.1 million more. Those numbers are not by accident by any means. So a tick, no, but tick they mean up. nothing. You would be the no, first one to say, let's see the paperwork. But the, what the agent the gave Field Yates to tweet out gives him a tick more in two important categories. But they're hollow because only a half of it is fully guaranteed. Right. That's my point. Well, we is need to see the paper. If he, you know, if he decides to wait the way Lamar Jackson looks like he's waiting and bet on himself, which I, I don't, I'm not arguing that he, you know, you could always get hurt and it hurts you long-term. He, Kyler Murray could limp into the postseason again and on a losing streak and lose in the postseason again. And we have our answer. So it could backfire on him too, but he's also signing up long-term for the franchise that 
isn't necessarily long-term with their coach or GM based on whatever results are out there right now for the upcoming season. It was an interesting call. I, I would have, if I'm owning the team, I'm trying my best to oversee a, a prove-it year for everybody. And then if, if, if your quarterback's your guy, lock him up long-term. I am too. It's an age-old debate. If Do your you... coach is the guy, lock him up long-term. But they haven't done enough to garner the franchise no, I tag agree. type money per year. And the GM, frankly, should be on the hot seat. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for making he's, all of this he's work on the because hot he seat. survived a lot. He's on the hot seat because he switched to Murray right after Rosen, right? Yeah, yeah. And and Wilkes was a one year coach, so yes. he had a one year yeah. quarterback right. and a one year coach. Um, look, I'm on the side. I would get guys into prove it deals as much as I could, but and I know you're on the side of guys. I think you're on the side of guys waiting until they could get the bigger contract, but. Oh, I am right now. Yeah. I am right now because the TV money is going to exponentially skyrocket in the next TV agreement, which goes into next year's salary cap. But I understand guys not being able to pass on $130 million guaranteed now and get as much of that in their pocket as soon as they can. Uh, a, because it's now, and B, because of the injury risk that, that comes with it. Um, I... I, look, I don't know where I come down on it, like if it was for me, but I don't like the um, the franchise tag game, uh, the Kirk Cousins game that he played in Washington, though he's won playing that game. But I'd hate to live that life playing that game where you never really get the assurance from anybody or it takes a long time yeah. to get the assurance from anybody that you're the guy. But fact of the matter is Kirk Cousins isn't the guy. He, he's a certain level guy who's played it very smartly to get money as if he is the guy, but he's not. Well, what, the, what the, the guaranteed money of the reported deal to me signals is this is more or less, it's more than the money that Derek Carr received, but it's basically, we'll see the year-by-year -year breakdown, but it's basically what the Raiders gave Derek Carr sped up a couple of years based on the inflation of contracts across the league. Yeah, which was like a three year it's like a three or four year deal then for like a hundred million. And then they extend them again whenever you, you prove it, right? So there's th th that's basically what they did if you can look past the five year two thirty or whatever, right? I with feel Murray. better about Derek Carr. Um I do too with his head coach and with Devontae Adams there. Plus Bad start coming for the Cardinals. I haven't looked at the schedule, but minus DeAndre Hopkins, they've been yeah. a hot starting team. I'd predict they're not. This year. Coming up, we head to Atlanta. Billy Lucci, owner of TexAgs.com, tells us about Jimbo Fisher and expectations for A&M this upcoming season.